If your job is on life support, you need the job doctor. My brain is a walking database of thousands of case studies on how careers rise and fall. I'll help you diagnose what's really going on. It's the guidance you need to get back on track from someone who's been there. You can make the money you always wanted to make, doing the type of work you have always wanted to do. You may just need a little help from the job doctor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the newest episode of The Job Doctor. Today, I want to talk with Raven. She really is expressing what I feel is happening amongst many of our Gen Z workers, this idea that I'm not hitting on all cylinders. I don't feel good. I'm having a hard time keeping up, and I'm not knowing what to do. I feel like I want to quit my job. I have a lot of sympathy for this because... It's a very real thing and difficult. And we walk through the different options that she has and how those might play out. If there's one thing I know about this younger generation, it's an aversion to conflict or having an honest conversation is getting in the way of better outcomes. So we will address all the different ways this could go. Raven, you just moved as I understand it, to a new area of town and have a new job. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So I moved from the Southwest, lived in the Southwest my whole life, and I moved to the Midwest, uh, to Minnesota. And it's been a drastic change, um, weather-wise, uh, job-wise. What's so your... it's been a lot, uh, sometimes a little overwhelming. Tell me what your profession is. So I work in communications and media. So it's just a lot of writing I have to do, a lot of editing, and it, it can get a lot. You know, it's it's definitely like um, you have to make sure everything's right. You have to make sure everything is correct and that everyone's happy on the same page. So it's a, it's a lot of organizing. And I noticed lately, I think from being overwhelmed, I haven't been on my A game lately. And it's been stressful because I usually am on my A game and everything's good. but um. Lately, I've been struggling, and it's been really bothering me. That's interesting. You're in the same field as another client I talked to yesterday who almost word for word said the same thing. She's really struggling. She says, I'm usually (laughs) the A player, and I am not doing well, and I'm having a very hard time uh, with the job. But it makes it doubly hard when when you moved your whole identity to a new place. So have you talked to them about the fact that you don't feel like you're on your A-game or are you trying to fake it till you make it right now? I was trying to fake it till I make it. I was trying that for a little bit. But then I was just open and honest with them. But it didn't get the feedback I was hoping for, which I guess, and maybe I'm wrong thinking that I should have got this, but I was hoping to get some more grace, but I didn't. And that's fine. Maybe I shouldn't get it. You know, maybe I need to keep pushing myself. But Every day it's getting a lot harder and I'm at the brink now where I'm wondering if I should go back home or should I keep pushing it? And it's, it's been a really big challenge. Let me ask you a few questions and let's figure out just where you're at with this company. I think I could dissect that for you. When you talk to them about some of the challenges you had, what are some of the key takeaways that they came back with and what makes you think that they're not going to show you grace? Well, for starters, they gave me some like tips on how to like get better. Um, but there are things that I was already doing. They're like, well, come in earlier, make a checklist, you know, go over your scripts again. And 
it was I was already doing those things so like I have a giant checklist at my desk just make sure I have everything done so and then I was coming in earlier and even once coming in earlier I was still just getting things wrong over and over and over again and at one point in our conversation in our, in our performance meeting they were saying well maybe like this couldn't be a good fit for you and maybe your whole moving situation was too overwhelming for you we don't know yet you know you're only three months in so I was like okay so that was kind of how that went and um I was very distressed about it because it doesn't feel good when you're not making your managers happy and your coworkers happy. Like no one wants to have someone on their team who's a, who's the weakest link. And I don't like being the weakest link. And don't you find it's interesting because once you get the negative feedback, you're almost getting your head so much that it's really hard to turn it around. Have you found that to be true? Yeah, I have found that to be true. I've, I've been having a lot of anxiety and stress and fear when I go into work. Like I just feel frozen sometimes or my mind goes blank mm-hmm. and I feel like I can't control it sometimes because I'm just so scared of messing up and I end up messing up again, which doesn't help, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of where I'm at, fortunately. So I happen to work with a lot of people that are in social media or communications. And normally this is not advice that I would generally give, but in your particular profession, I find that there's two camps. There's the really just get things done. You can make mistakes, but we want your creativity. We want you to go wild. We don't care about your spelling. We want your creativity and we want you to act like a big team. And then there's the other side usually comes from, you know, more of a New Yorker attitude is, hey, we've got to get these client lists exactly right. And you get the leaders above you that are very, very particular about things. And it sounds like the latter might be the group that you have. Do you find that you still like the work? If you took out of it this particular job, because I'm assuming you've done this before. Yes, I've been doing this for three years. Do you like the work? That's, I guess that's kind of where I'm standing right now is, uh, do I like this anymore? And am am I messing up Mm -hmm. on like unconsciously because maybe I'm not happy anymore. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel that way sometimes. And it's not a great feeling because when I came in this career field, I was I was so, so excited. And I was pumped and I was energized and I was on top of things. I was diligent. And I find myself like climbing uphill right now <laughs> instead mm-hmm. of like running uphill. And it's just like, what? where did it go wrong or, or where... Like what happened to this super motivated, like excited person to this me now where I'm stressed and fearful and I'm having the Sunday scaries every single night, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Sunday scaries. I had those so many years. Um, here's some advice for you. And I don't know you long enough to know what the right answer is, but you probably, as you hear the different options that you have, can start to sort through them. You're in a position to have great leverage right now, believe it or not, even though you're not doing well, because you've at least opened the door to the feedback and they know it's not working and you know it's not working, but they, it sounds like they aren't ready to give up on you yet, which is good. But when you feel a mismatch and they feel a mismatch, companies have to go through a lot to let somebody go. 
They really do. There's a lot of risk involved, especially if you're a minority or a protected class at all. So you could go to them and say, and it does have some risk with it, but you could say, I'm really struggling here. And you can either say, I would like to land on my feet somewhere else. I think it's a mismatch, but I want to keep working for you until I land on my feet. Can we structure something where that could happen? And you're solving a problem for them. So that's one, you know, that's something that companies or individuals don't realize they can do with companies. And somebody's going to be breathing a sigh of relief because somebody's got to put you on a performance plan and it's not pleasant for anybody. So you can usually work out either a nice severance or a nice exit and say, look, let's just have a win for both of us. And I know that's so scary to say out loud, but there's a way for you and the company to get a win. There really is. And that's the way you pitch it is we can both win. We can both land on our feet. That's option one. Option two is to say, can we try a mentor? And in your industry, I know you usually do have somebody above you that checks your work the way that it's structured, but ask for a mentor or two mentors to check your work before you send it off and say, let's see if this could help me catch things and train myself to not miss the things that I'm missing. So that could be another option that could work for you. The third option, which is my least favorite, is for you to look for another job but keep working because you'll have the pressure of finding another job, not sure if you can do it, plus it's eating up some of your time, plus you have to still perform in your job, and you lose a little bit of the leverage that you would have to get a nice runway out. But those are a couple of options. What sits with you the best as you hear those? Well, option two doesn't I, I mean, I I want to have a mentor. I do. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I've gotten so, I jumped so high in this career because it, mm-hmm. it's a ranked career. So you start from the bottom and you go up yes. to like the best place. And I got up high. So the idea of me having a mentor, I feel like doesn't make sense. They should be like, well, you've been here before. Like, why do you need one now? You should have had one when you were at your old job, you know? Mm-hmm. So plus we're always just so busy I don't think there's time for a mentor. You know, we have deadlines mm-hmm. every single hour, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that I don't think is, is fair. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm leaning towards one and it, and it just, it feels awful to say that. Like I, cause they, you know, they helped me move out here. I had a, a great connection with them when, during the interview process. And I just, I feel like I'm letting them down and I don't like, I don't like letting people down. And I think that's like the worst part is I would do all this work to work for them, you know, not just with the interview process, Mm -hmm. even like with getting here, you know? Right, right. And now I'm at the top and I'm like, I'm at the top now, but I'm not like doing good, you know, what's going on? (laughs) Well, I will tell you this, that the worst job I ever had, I failed. I, I really did fail in for the first it was the worst job I ever had, and it ended up being the best job I ever had because I wouldn't quit. I wanted to get through it, and I would just cry in the bathroom every single day for months and months. And I fe- Yeah, I felt like the job was just stacked against me. And sometimes we think that discomfort equals we're in the wrong job, and that's where you're at. Now, you have some data points in addition to being uncomfortable, like you're making mistakes, but sometimes discomfort does not mean that you need to move on. Discomfort can just mean you're growing. So if I'm you, I want to ascertain with the company and with their help, how much runway 
do we have? You would be really shocked at when you say, I want to make it work here. I'm struggling. Let's work together on this. You would be surprised how much a company will work with you if you are willing and vulnerable enough to share that. And I know there's people listening who go, there's no way I would tell my company that because companies, you know, companies just want to screw you. And my experience has been, especially in smaller companies, you can read when you have those first discussions with them, whether you think you'll get some runway or not. And that's what's difficult to tell with you is really, do you feel like they want you to succeed or not? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think they do, but I don't know. Sometimes I don't know if they're doing that to save face and I feel bad saying that, but Mm -hmm. I know that America is, you know, we're always dancing on our toes, trying to talk the best we can, but some of you don't express how we feel all the way, you know? That's right. Um, So so it's always like uncomfortable sometimes having to like dance around a certain issue or a certain Mm -hmm. topic. Um, And it's definitely been a little bit strange for me just because, you know, as you mentioned earlier, I am minority and I'm half black, half Hispanic, and I'm in a dominantly white career. So that sometimes is intimidating in itself, you know, because I I do want to do good and I want to represent, you know, people like me or people want to get in this career field. So I don't know, I guess I'm feeling a lot of pressure from a lot of ways and also being 25, I'm like having a core life crisis, you know, making sure I'm making the right choices. Did I? That's okay. (laughs) <laughs> let, let me just let, I'm giving you permission to show yourself a little grace because honestly, from 20 to 30, you can make bad decisions with your career and you can have a few failures. Really, truly, you can. You can recover from almost anything. So don't look at it as a failure of your whole self if you end up going. So I can't tell you exactly what to do in this situation that's the perfect answer, but I can tell you this. When you have halfway conversations at work, going halfway to the truth about how you're feeling or halfway to the truth of what's really going on, you're likely to get mm, zero to 20% understanding because you're just kind of, you're all dancing around it. So I love the fact that you've opened up a conversation, but you've got to commit to yourself to be honest in the dialogue because it will help you arrive at a solution better. You're right. You're absolutely right. And I hope I hope this podcast helps anyone else who's in their mid-20s trying to figure out their life. Yeah, I, I, it, it's hard. It's hard. I wouldn't want to do my 20s over again. Oh, my gosh. Of course, I wouldn't want to do my 50s over again either. It's been pretty rough. So let me just kind of summarize with what I think I would do in your shoes. Take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. What I would do is I would identify the things I do well so that I could control the narrative around, I'm not a total failure. I do some things really well. These things I do well in this company, I'm really struggling with these. I think I need some guidance or mentoring that would help me with this. And I'd like to stick it out for a little while longer and see if I can turn the corner. I really want to succeed here. I'd like you guys to be my partner in that. In the event we can't get there or I can't get there, my ask of you would be to have open dialogue so that we can both land on our feet because really, truly, there's no reason that you need to be taken by surprise or I need to be taken by surprise. Let's just commit to each other to work through this in an open, honest way. And I'd like, if it ultimately does not feel like it'll work out, which I hope is not the case, I'd like to be able to land on my feet. They will welcome that. And let's see if we can make it work. 
but make sure that you don't position yourself as a total loser. You know, there are things you do well, I guarantee it. And there are things that you're not doing well that you're struggling with. Try that and see what happens before you make a new decision. That's, that's my advice. Thank you. I really, um, I really, really appreciate you talking to me about this um, and taking my questions and it's been really, really helpful. And I have never had talked to like a career, like a career woman before outside my family. So this has been super helpful. And I really am happy to be here talking with you today. I'm so glad that we got to talk because I think for younger people, Gen, Gen Z, you know, you're, you're not sure what the rules of the road are in, in terms of careers. And they feel really hard right now. Every Gen Z I talk to says, this is really hard for me. And there's reasons for that. But nonetheless, it's hard. And what I don't want you to do is get in the habit of giving up and just being part of the bye-bye generation and not taking a run at practicing having these good conversations that will only help your career. So good luck. Check in with me. I'd be really curious how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. And I just wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Absolutely. I just, this has been so fun. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Raven. We'll say goodbye for now. Thank you so much for calling. Bye. Bye-bye. There's one more thing I wanted to bring up to listeners about this topic. In my book, The Unspoken Truths for Career Success, there are two places I would like you to read if Raven's situation seems to mirror where you're at. The first one is, should I stay or should I go? It's the last chapter of the book, and I have an analysis that you can do to help you decide if it's time to leave your company or not. The other thing I think that people may find interesting is the chapter on leverage. I have two chapters on pay, and leverage is the second one. And there is actually a case study very, very much like Raven's. And I walk you through how this person had the discussion with her employer and ended up getting a severance for a slow exit to land on her feet elsewhere. And by the way, this particular client is crazy happy right now. She was so glad she made the change. I don't think a lot of people realize that you can have leverage in a situation like this and you can come out ahead. So I really want you to reference that when you are going through something similar in the book. Again, it's the chapter on leverage. If you like my podcast, you will absolutely love my book. It's called The Unspoken Truths for Career Success, Navigating Pay, Promotions, and Power at Work. I wrote it because I could see that people didn't understand why some people got ahead and some people's career stayed stagnant. So if you're interested in building a more frictionless career path for yourself and having a better experience with work, this is a book that you need to have. It's called The Unspoken Truths for Career Success. You can buy it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or go to my website at thejobdoctor.com.